Hello guys. So welcome back. We're going to go ahead and jump into episode two, which is about loving the most important person in your life, you. So today we're going to journey down the path of loving yourself. So sit back, relax, and let's get into this self-love journey. Now, self-love seems pretty self-explanatory. The Google definition (laughs) states that self-love is the regard for one's own well-being and happiness, which is pretty straightforward, right? But my personal definition is loving myself more than I love those around me. I know some of y'all are probably giving me major side eye, but hopefully by the time this episode is over, it will all make sense. So guys, honestly, the first time I realized that I didn't love myself, I was doing a homework assignment for my college for my college psychology class. Try saying that real fast and get back with me. It was regarding the Erickson's stage of psychodevelopment. And there's eight stages. And I had to write about how I had either progressed and flourished in a stage or how I felt to progress. And as I was going through each stage and typing my paper, I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I don't really like myself. Which slowly start turning into okay I don't really love myself and it was a slap in the face you know I don't think it was a hard slap I think it was more of a hello what do you think has been going on this whole time type thing now prior to me having this I guess epiphany moment about my life I had been diagnosed clinically with depression and anxiety a few years prior to that but I had never really took time to sit down and examine why I may have depression and anxiety but as I'm sitting there rereading over this paper I'm like okay this may definitely play a part somewhere and I'm not going to really dive into mental health in this episode because I'm going to discuss it coming up in another episode, which will be all about mental health and what you can do for that. But at 26 years old, I came face to face with, you know, a problem that I had just been putting on the back burner for years. And that was I didn't love or value myself. And I had lived most of my life with the feeling of you know, I would say even vague, let's say vague feeling of, you know, being unworthy, carrying around a lot of shame and just flat out not liking myself. And it didn't matter what I accomplished or what I was going through at the time, I had feelings like I would never be good enough. And more than likely, it that wouldn't change no matter what I did. And really sitting and thinking about it, I came to the realization that I hadn't valued myself since about being a teenager. I don't know if it was maybe going into high school or even before, but I'm starting to think it was probably around eighth grade where I just really started ragging on myself and I just feel like I didn't love myself, which is crazy because I know at home I had a lot of love around me growing up especially from my grandmother. And I think that's really because my grandma could see like I needed extra love because I wasn't really loving myself. 
during that time, I didn't feel pretty. I didn't think I was skinny enough. I thought I was too dark. I just all overall, like I just didn't like the way I looked. I didn't like the way I felt about myself. And it started to show. You could definitely see it even, you know, even with me being the great actress that I was you know, and making everybody laugh and just being that go to friend that was there for any and everybody. You can see it if you looked hard enough that I wasn't happy with myself. But we'll get to that a little later. So with me not liking myself, I tried to overcompensate by being what I thought people wanted me or needed me to be. And me starting to overcompensate myself became me wanting to be a people pleaser. I wanted to be sure that everyone around me liked me. And I wanted to know that I had their approval as well. Now, the negative side of that, well, one of them, was that when I didn't feel that approval of people around me that I considered, you know, people that I was... At the time, I didn't look at it as overcompensating. I looked at it as the people I was really there for, right? Um, I would lash out if I didn't get the approval I was so hardly seeking. And as I got older, my lashing out went from just throwing a little attitude to full-on self-destructive behavior. And, you know, that was a cycle I went through for a very long time. Now, also, I started to realize that because I didn't truly love myself or have any self-worth, I would allow disrespectful behavior from people. I would allow people to verbally tear me down, misuse me, treat me any kind of way. And, you know, I had exes that would cheat on me and then turn around and say stuff like, why are you so insecure? Or you need to stop being so jealous. (laughs) Really, (laughs) that's the problem, right? And I would have friends. Y'all couldn't see that, but I did really hard air quotes. Friends who would smile on my face, but then turn around and talk about me behind my back or only be my friend when it was convenient for them. Or just wanted to be friends on day terms. Y'all know the type of people I'm talking about. The let me come bear all of my negative energy, all of my problems to you so you can help me fix my problems. But don't call me if you have a problem because I don't have time for you, your problems or none of that. Just be there when I need you. Those types of people. And that's continued on through my adult life. But now I know how to handle them. Right. And but during that time when all I wanted was for people to like me and I wanted to be accepted I would allow people to do things like that to me and just treat me however they wanted to as long as they could say they were my friend, right? And I would allow this negative cycle and I would get mad at them and be like, oh, you're not even a good friend. But then what would I do? Turn around and let them back into my life, even though I knew they were no good for me, whether it be exes or friends, I would let these negative people back into my life because, I mean... Why not? I mean, I didn't really love myself. I just wanted the love from everyone around me. And I felt like the more people that love me, the more I would love myself. But that doesn't equal out. You know what I mean? You can have people around you that love you and still not feel love for yourself. And I think 
that is something that, you know, definitely needs to be said. Having love from somebody else does not equivalent to loving yourself. So I want you guys to keep that in mind as well as we move through the episode, because I'm definitely going to pinpoint on that in a little bit. So over the years of these negative friendships, these negative relationships, I started to carry every negative comment that someone said about me. I carried every toxic relationship, every negative thought that I had ever had in my head for so long that my negative headspace became home. So much so, in fact, it really, it felt like I was just this dark cloud that had rays of sunshine every now and then, meaning most of the time I was negative as hell, but then I would have a few good days, right? But that negative headspace was where I dwelled. And once again, it started to become more and more apparent. My depression was at an all-time high. My anxiety was at an all-time high. And you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm that person that I'll make a joke. I'll make everyone around me laugh to cover up, you know, what's going on with me. I'll be the comic relief as long as I don't have to open up about my feelings. And everyone around me believed I was fine, but I wasn't. And I was slipping more deeply into my depression and just between secretly hating myself and my life and just going through like emotional highs and lows. I was a complete mess. And it wasn't until one day I was laying in a bed at like five in the morning. I hadn't slept any the night before because I was crying my eyes out because once again, I didn't love myself enough to get away from a toxic situation. And I just remember laying there and I was like, okay, why do you allow yourself to let people treat you this way? And I started making excuse after excuse after excuse And finally, the rose-colored glasses came off, right? And I finally got to the conversation that I needed to have with myself, which I had been avoiding for a long time. Like, why don't you love yourself? And I just remember picking up my notebook, and my notebook was my relief. Like, I would write for hours, and it could just be everything that I was going through, everything that I was currently thinking or working on would go in that notebook. So I picked up my notebook and I wrote every single positive thing about myself that made me me. And it took me a while to come out of my negative headspace to do it. But once I started, it was just like I couldn't stop. And once I finally did stop, I looked at this list and I'm like, yo, you are fucking amazing. The hell? And I just remember laying there looking at that list and being like, You have so much to offer the world and those around you. And you can't do that sitting under this like dark cloud. Like, come on, you're going to have to be the light that you are. So I remember later that day, I started looking up, you know, how to love myself more and how to go on my own self-love journey. And starting that, you know, it ended up leading me to opening more doors leading me to my spirituality journey that would eventually lead me to being, you know, vegetarian, pescatarian, and a better mom. And, you know, thinking back on it, I would love to say I was always the best mom to Gianni that I could have been. And, you know, I know I told him all the time that I love him. I would always give him compliments. 
But kids don't just thrive off of what we tell them, right? Kids also thrive off of what they see. This is how they pick up our mannerisms. They pick up our personality traits. They pick up what they see more than anything. And once I started diving into my self-love journey, I started to see more about my kid. I started to see what his love languages were and how he receives love and how I have to show him and pour love into him. But we'll get into that more in the Mommy and Me episode. But as I started my self-love journey, I started to feel better. Every day I would wake up not feeling weighed down or not feeling like I didn't even want to start my day. Also, in starting my self-love journey, it definitely made me more choosy about who I allowed into my space. And for the first time, me being a very territorial person, it was being used for good. Because I started shielding my peace and my state of mind, which led me to know, like, you don't have to allow this person over here if they're going to bring their drama and negative energy. Uh-uh. No. You are vibrating way too high on your frequency to continue to allow this person into your space to bring you down. Stop doing that. And I just continued on this self-love journey and... I started to find that loving myself became easy. Now, as I just said, I started to find that loving myself was easy. The actual process throughout, that wasn't easy. And I'll explain what I mean. Um, Learning to love yourself isn't something that you just do once in a while. You don't just throw yourself a compliment here and there or tell yourself oh you're worthy no for me at first it was an everyday battle I mean like every day I had to give myself some dope affirmations and every day I had to do little things to build this self-love back up for me like to refill my self-love cup I had to do something every day and I had to learn that self-love is like dating yourself You have to court you like you have to put every bit of energy that you would put into a new relationship. You have to do the same thing with yourself. And, you know, you you have to give yourself bomb affirmations. And I have a few that are my favorite. So the first one is I release my negative thoughts and I'm embracing positivity and optimism I've survived all the difficult moments of my past. I appreciate and acknowledge all of me. Now, sometimes I know is you want to be positive with yourself, but you also feel like you have to be your own self-critic, which is true. Like you have to tell yourself like, yo, you slipping or you not really thinking the situation through. Like, come on, you're not even being smart about it. And I get it because when you're trying to avoid a mistake, sometimes you have to be your own, you know, your own critic. But there is a difference between catching yourself before you fall and being your own worst enemy. You can be your own critic and still be kind to yourself. No matter what, you are your own best friend first. You are your own best friend. And what I had to realize was negative talk about myself was more damaging than what anyone could say to me. 
Some I could have 20 people come up to me and say negative things about me. But it's not until I started to believe it that it becomes damaging. So that was probably one of the biggest things it took me to realize that, yes, you can be your own self-critic, but you don't have to be your own enemy. And there's a very thin line between it and you have to learn to balance what you're trying to accomplish versus just being flat out mean to yourself. If you're trying to tell yourself, hey, you're slipping, get it together. That's one thing. But when you go to bashing yourself to keep you from making a mistake or putting yourself down for making a mistake, that's when you're crossing lines. And I think that is something that everyone should remember. So guys, really quick, I just want to take a quick break and I'll be back with some things that I've learned since starting my self-love journey. Stay tuned. Okay, guys, so welcome back. We are on the second half of episode two. And this is just some things that I've learned since I've started my self-love journey. The first thing is you don't need another human being in your life to make you complete. And I came up with this one when I was writing this episode while thinking about my grandmother. The relationship between me and my grandmother was probably, until the birth of my son, one of the purest relationships I had ever had in my life. I um I remember when she passed, I thought to myself often for years, like I would never know another love like that. And, you know, that wasn't true until I had G. But I had to see like, you know, yes, she did love me. She gave me agape love, which is the most purest and un- unconditional form of love that there is. But at the same time, I had to give that to myself. And, you know, I didn't really think about it much until recently. But that is something, you know, you travel through life and you have these amazing people in your life. But you also have to know that you're amazing as well. And you have to love yourself because unfortunately, whether it's through death or life or just changes, you're not going to always have, you know, that person around to just feed you love all the time. So you have to learn to love yourself. And also, in the words of RuPaul, if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love someone else? And that is so true. Like, loving yourself is really first. Well, it should come first. You shouldn't depend on anyone else to give you the love that you need. And even, you know, in an interview, Eartha Kitt, I love me some Eartha Kitt. In an interview about relationships and compromise, I'm going to post this this interview because I want you guys to see it and just see why I'm so in love with her. But in this interview, Eartha Kitt said, I fall in love with myself and I want someone to share it with me. I want someone to share me with me. Like, if that's not one of the purest self-love quotes I've ever heard. And even Ariana Grande, 
Like, have y'all heard her new song? Like, thank you, next. Well, it's not her newest song anymore, but in that song, she talked about loving herself and learning from herself. And I think that was probably one of Ariana's dopest songs for me personally. I love that. I mean, I guess that's kind of, well, that, I think that song might fall out there, you know, one other one that I'm not bringing up yet, but that is, that is something you have to fall in love with you. You have to love you before you can even share it with another human being. So that's one of the biggest things that I've learned. Also, and I think this is really important as well. Just as you have to learn that another person doesn't make you complete. And don't get me wrong. Loving other people is amazing. But you also have to learn when to stop loving. Period. You have to learn when to stop loving. Now, while I'm trying to teach Gianni to be as loving as possible, I'm also trying to teach Gianni when to stop loving people because for me, it took a long, long, long time for me to get over the fact that, you know, what it seemed like had been embedded at some point in my life is you're supposed to love everybody. You're supposed to hate the sin, love the sinner type thing. And, you know, for me, it took a very long time for me to see that choosing to love myself wasn't me being disloyal to anyone. Me choosing to cut people off wasn't me hating that person. It was just choosing myself. Because you get to a point that you see that when you love without expectations, it is amazing. But are you receiving that from the other person? And is loving that person, is it worth it? And when I say, is it worth it? I mean, there's a thin line between loving someone purely and loving someone out of convenience and vice versa, being loved purely and being loved out of convenience. So is it worth it? Is it worth loving that person? And what are you costing yourself? Because I'll tell you this, nobody, doesn't matter who they are in your life, nobody is worth costing you your peace. And if they start to cost you your peace, stop loving them because it's too expensive. You know, Cardi B, y'all will see that I throw random music quotes everywhere as well. But Cardi B said, and be careful with me. She said, you even got me tripping. You got me looking in the mirror different, thinking I'm flawed because you inconsistent. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. When someone has you second questioning, like second guessing or second questioning yourself. Oh, yeah. It's time to definitely draw some lines in the sand and get that together because no one can tell you who you are. No one should make you be able to feel as if you're less than or you're not what you're setting out to be nobody and if you're loving someone and it feels like you're constantly under attack where it's verbal emotional or even physical or it feels like your spirit is constantly under attack due to this person stop stop loving them everyone does not deserve the love that you have to give they don't and once you start to Get further on your self-love journey. You'll see the difference between someone who is loving you selfishly and someone who's loving you with, 
you know, pure agape love. Know the difference and know which one you should allow in your space. So this is a big one. It was definitely a big one for me. Understand that it is okay to relapse. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I still have moments where I wake up in the morning and I look in the mirror and I don't feel my normal level of pretty. Y'all know what I mean? Like, you know how like you wake up and be like, oh, girl, you that or yes, beautiful. Go get it. I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes in, I wake up and I just don't feel my normal level of pretty. And that could be for a number of reasons. Maybe I didn't get enough sleep. Maybe I'm just not feeling it today. So that's one thing. Or I could get to work. And someone could say something I don't like and I respond negatively and I end up in a negative headspace. And I may stay there for 10 minutes or even a couple of hours. But know this, no matter how spiritual you are or trying to become or how much you love yourself, you are still human. And you will have bad moments. I mean, hell, sometimes it'll, you'll have bad days and you might and you may find yourself in a room with a light soft blanket over your head. And that is okay. That is more than okay. You allow yourself to process your feelings the way you need to. If you need to pout, go pout. But just remember that once you're done pouting and you're not allowed more than a day to pout. I'm sorry. You got too much to do. You have too much productivity that you need to spread. So you're only allowed a day. Once you're done pouting. You clear your energy, you pour love and gratitude back into yourself, and you walk back in the sun with a smile on your face. Me, I would have a problem with that. And sometimes I still do. If I get into a negative headspace, I would just really dwell in it. And that's not okay, because you're missing out so much when you're being negative and spreading negative vibes and energy. You don't want to do that. You know what I mean? And like I said, we're all human. We all have bad days. You just have to learn that it is okay to process your feelings, be in a negative headspace, and then move on. All right. The next thing is I had to learn to give myself, no matter how much time I needed, I had to give myself that. Whether it was 12 hours or a full day, it is always well needed and deserve it. On the weekends, I try to tune into me, whatever my body, my mind, or my spirits need. I try to provide that, whether it's sleeping in, meditating, listening to music, or just watching Netflix. Sometimes you have to decompress and you have to detox from your week or your day. For me, I have a very energetic seven-year-old little boy. I work full time. I'm in nursing school and now I'm doing this podcast. I do a little dating and I have friends and family to deal with. Y'all, if I didn't take time for myself, I would burn out so easily. And this was even before I started my self-love journey. I don't mind telling people, yeah, I'm not going to make it. And I have no problem canceling the day of if I'm already feeling tired, drained, or my energy isn't right. I'm okay with not going. And you know what? If you have to cancel plans and you feel bad about it, let me tell you something. You don't have to come up with an excuse. I had to learn that. You don't need an excuse. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Because quite frankly, it's none of their damn business. If you're not comfortable telling them I need a mental day, just be like, look, I can't make it. 
Sorry. I'll talk to you later. Because it's really okay. When you're drained and you need to pour some time back into yourself, do so. That's just like last week I went to my boss and I was like, hey, Cheryl, I need half a day. And she was like, oh, okay. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And, you know, did I do something super important that afternoon last week? No. The plan was to record this episode <laughs> once I got home. But that didn't happen. I went, I got my tire changed, dropped something off at Gianni's school. And then I came home and I got four beautiful hours of uninterrupted sleep. Best gift I could have gave myself in a while. And I woke up and I felt refreshed, renewed. And I actually felt the same amount of accomplishment that I would have felt if I had recorded this episode. My mind and my body thanked me for that sleep that I hadn't been getting. So the next thing is take time and show gratitude for today. Y'all, I would literally beat myself up because I would feel like I wasn't where I was, where I was supposed to be in life. And I felt like I should have been doing more. So I would start worrying about if my life was going to turn out the way I wanted it to, if I was on the right path of doing what I was set here to do. And I would worry so much that it turned into panicking. I would panic so much and worry so much that it made my anxiety even worse. And then I learned a saying that I recite more often than not is panicking produces nothing. And in the same breath, when learning that, I learned that nothing that is for you can be taken from you. And for me, that's still easier said than done because I'm still dealing with some anxiety issues. But I've learned to take a deep breath and be like, okay, figure out what you need to do for today. We'll worry about tomorrow when it gets here. Don't worry about it. That's just like recently I was going back and forth about what school I was going to go to, how much one school costs versus the other, how fast could I get done with one school versus the other to the point that it was becoming an issue. And I remember I called my aunt Tanya and I was like, auntie, I have a problem. I don't know which school I should go to because of this or that and this and that. And my aunt listened to me and then she said, you know, that's a good problem for you to have. Like you got two really good nursing schools and you can't decide which one to go to. And I hadn't even looked at it like that, you know. And then I became grateful that I did have two nursing schools to choose between. So <clears throat> I said all that to say, like, learn to appreciate what you have going on in your life and learn to appreciate the moment that you're in. Don't worry about five years down the road, 10 years down the road, because I mean, that's life. Things change daily. But appreciate where you are and appreciate that everything around you is beautiful and everything that is happening in that moment is supposed to. You know, not too long ago, the 10 year challenge started. And, you know, I wish I would have seen more of people talking about their 10 years of growth or 10 years of progressing through their their careers or whatever it, the case may have been that progression. I would have loved to have seen that. And actually, if you guys want to start a 10 year comparison in your life of where you were 
to where you are. I would love to set that up just to show people like, you know, 10 years is actually a lot of time. And in that time, you've probably done more than what you think you have. Um, When I sat down and thought about where I was 10 years ago versus today, I've definitely accomplished a lot more than I give myself credit for. So do that. I don't care if you do two years ago, a year ago, take time today to appreciate your growth in whatever aspect of your life you choose. But take time to appreciate your growth, appreciate the wisdom, the maturity and the beauty that you've gained in that time. I think that is one of the most beautiful things you can do for yourself to show that every day you're slowly but surely getting where you want to be. And then, guys, the last thing that I've learned on my self-love journey is you have to take responsibilities for your actions and your feelings. Whether your feelings and actions be good, bad, or downright ugly, you have to learn how to process And your self-love journey, more than anything, is about moving towards your feelings, not abandoning them. And you have to find a way to be honest with yourself while doing it. Because once you find that you're honest with yourself, you can truly be sincere with others. The more honest you are with yourself, it'll teach you also how to cope with situations better. Because you may not see it at first, but once you start owning your truth... That truth is what's going to help you slay your demons. And by not being honest with yourself and continuing to wearing your rose colored glasses when it comes to your feelings and your actions, that can lead you to, you know, having problems with self-hatred, addiction, to flat out not dealing with the emotions or making your emotions and your actions someone else's responsibility. Say this with me, guys. I am responsible For my actions, my emotions, I need y'all to repeat that after me. I am responsible for my actions and my emotions. No one else should be able to dictate your emotions and your actions. So that was one of the big things. And then the next thing that I learned is we all fail. We all make mistakes. But it's definitely where you go from there. In the words of Rafiki from The Lion King, The past can hurt, but the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. Probably the truest words I've ever heard on a cartoon movie, but that is the thing. You can either run from your emotions, your responsibilities, your actions, or you can take time to learn from them. There is nothing better than learning from your experiences. So the last takeaway for this episode is, guys, we are all beautiful. We all have something to offer the world. And every day isn't going to be perfect. But every day you have options to become a beautiful, more stronger version of yourself. You just have to take it. So you have one life to live. So live it with your best self.